Well, Brandon, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. And this is our first time actually meeting uh, Pace Morby, who I'm great friends with, really have a lot of respect for. I was asking him, you know, hey, who would be good to have on the channel? He's like, you gotta have Brandon. He's a, he's such a cool guy, doing great things, really growing his business. And so uh, if, if Pace says it, I believe it. So awesome to connect with you. Thanks, man. Thanks. Good to hear good things from a, a good guy like that. Like Go to 8weekacademy.com to claim your free copy of Jerry Norton's most popular training. In it, he reveals his blueprint for making $100,000 per year with real estate. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I went from dead broke to millionaire flipping houses. And after doing a thousand deals, I created this channel to help you master the art of wholesaling and flipping real estate. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. You know, when we talk about flipping, it's kind of a broad term. Uh, if we want to kind of drill down on it, you've got wholesaling, which is assigning a contract. What's great about wholesaling is you don't actually take ownership of the property. You don't take title. You know, you're moving your contract, you're flipping your contract, not the property. Whereas fix and flip, you actually take possession, you take ownership of the property. Inherently, whenever you buy real estate, you take on more risk because now you own it, right? You own an asset and then you're going to spend money on a repair, on on a rehab, and then, you know, flip it for a profit to a retail buyer. That we call fix and flip. So, in the flipping world, we've got wholesaling and then fix and flip. So there's kind of a, a, a breakdown there. Uh, if you're listening right now and you're just a wholesaler or you're just interested in wholesaling, I really want you to pay special attention to this video because there will come a point or there may come a point where you're going to be ready to then take on a fix and flip and maybe even transition like Brandon did full time from starting out wholesaling to moving straight into fix and flip and kind of making that your go-to business model. Um, me personally, I like to do both, um, but I find a lot of value. I find a lot of reward. And I, I think going into fix and flip is a really smart move in the business because there's there's a lot of benefit to learning how to get good at fix and flip. But what I want to talk to you about, Brandon, is you started out wholesaling. That's how I started out. I actually didn't touch my first fix and flip for probably about two years in. Just wholesaling, wholesaling. Okay. We have a lot of viewers on the channel that are kind of brand new. They want to they want to dive into the world of flipping and yeah. real estate investing. Let's talk a little bit about why it's a good idea to start out wholesaling and maybe some of the downside to starting out straight out of the gate into fix and flip. So, cuz you did that. You started out with wholesaling. Yeah. Now very quickly you've transitioned into fix and flip. Yeah. And for you, why has fix and flip I mean, why? Why aren't you still wholesaling? Why have you transitioned into fix and flip? Maybe big picture. And then let's kind of dive into some of the benefits of starting with wholesaling, some of the downsides starting with fix and flip. Okay. And go from there. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, clearly, if you look at it from a real estate perspective, when you go wholesale a property, there's way less risk, oh, yeah. right? I can go get a contract. I can probably do an earnest deposit as little as $100, right? If I negotiate in the contract, I can go to the title company and give them my hundred bucks and I'm really not risking anything, right? Besides maybe the relationship with that seller, which, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. So to be able to go for a hundred dollars and assign a contract that could make you 10, 20, 30, $40,000 in a matter of a couple of days is a whole lot different than going and buying a property, putting down an earnest deposit, then probably you're, if you're going to go get hard money, you're probably going to prepay all your interest on the deal, then you're going to go get a contractor. You're going to pay for labor. You're going to pay for materials. You're going to hold the property, right? And then you got to hope you can sell it at the right numbers. And if you don't know the numbers, and if you haven't run through enough of those deals, like 
there's a chance you could lose some money and there's holding, after all that, right? There's holding yeah. cost, right? And there's carrying costs and there's exactly. time. You don't With fix and flip, you don't see a dime until that baby sells on the end. Yeah. Six months later or whatever, four or five months later. If you're quick, it's 90 days. That's yeah. a quick turn mm-hmm. and burn. That's a pretty flip. quick flip, yeah. So, so you wait to get paid. Yeah. And let, you know, let's say you do your first fix and flip and like, okay, 10 grand. Yeah. If you, you know, if you've never made a ton of money before, 10 grand sounds like a lot of money, but if it takes you 90 days to make $10,000, you only made $3,000 a month and you risked, if it's your first one, probably everything you have, right? So $3,000 a month is not a great return on investment for everything you got. The, The biggest thing that flippers, you know, you and I as fix and flippers that we look at is, well, what kind of margins am I going to make on this deal? And I got to factor in all these things. But at the end of the day, when I net this thing out and I, and I, you know, we're done with this deal and I, I walk away, what is my net net profit on this deal? And that looks different for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it depends on how you're going to disposition it. It depends. Are you licensed? Do you need to have someone that's licensed sell it for you? Is that person going to give you some sort of discount on listing it? What are you going to charge on the co-broke? Closing costs, who are you using for title? Are you going to do like a hold open policy? I mean, there's yeah, so many different so things So many things. Can do. So really when you look at it though, there's four things. If you want to kind of categorize everything, I think there's four different areas of a fix and flip that you've got to understand. Clearly there's the cost to buy the property. Yep. So you got to acquire this property. You've got your cost of renovation. What does that look like? Yep. You've got your uh, closing cost and closing costs is commissions, it's prorations, it's it's uh, title insurance, it's all the fees when you buy and when you sell a property. You got it on both sides. You got to pay fees, and then you've got your carrying cost, and that's your cost of money, right? You're gonna you're gonna raise capital. Ideally, you don't you don't self fund every deal, yeah. right? You're gonna raise capital. It could be hard money, private money. There's a cost to that money. You've got to float the cost of that money from when you buy it to when you sell it, right? So we call that carrying cost. And then if there's a fifth number that you really want to understand, it's then your profit, yep. right? So again, guys, you Probably got the your, most important one. The most important one. <laughs> so you've got your cost to buy the house, cost to renovate the house, closing cost, carrying cost, which is finance, and then profit. Those five things for a flipper is everything. Like you're yeah. always looking at those. And some of those numbers are easier to kind of factor into a deal. Yeah. Some of those are some variables, yeah. you know, like, wow you know, is my rehab really going to cost 20 grand or is it going to cost me 30 grand or 25? What is the real number? And am I really going to sell it for 450 or am I going to sell it for 425? Those things kind of, everything kind of plays a role and, and has to be factored in, has to be understood so that when you walk away from that deal, you know, with some, some level certainty, what you're going to make on the deal. Yeah, you, you want to be confident. I mean, the last thing you want is to be, you know, keeping yourself up at night, especially if you got two, three, four deals going on because you're buying at slim margins and you're not even sure if you're going to make a profit after yeah. working on this thing for three, four, five months, yeah. right? And that's stressful. Yeah, you don't want to have that stress. <laughs> and plus, we all get in this to make money, right? Yeah. That at the end of the day, we want everybody in this uh, industry to make money. So, so that that's what we got to look at. So for us personally, when we look at a deal, first thing we look at is like obviously like entry costs. But I actually I work the numbers backwards. So I started my ARV, yep. right? I started my ARV. ARV is after repair value. After repair so value. So what it's going to sell for fixed up. Yep. And look at that number first. More recently, especially in this market. So depending on how deep you are into kind of the, what's going on in today's market, obviously we have a housing shortage, mm-hmm. simple supply. Low inventory. And de- low inventory. So simple supply and demand means that there's high, higher demand right now. We can sell at higher prices. That's why you're seeing an elevation of prices right now. Um, so right now, kind of our rule of thumb is let's take an IRV 
and let's price it to sell $10,000 below our competition. I personally believe you're gonna make more money that way because what you're gonna do is you're gonna ideally invite a bidding war, right? That's every deal that we've sold that we've made the most money on, there were at least three contracts involved. And right now it's kind of your heyday to make that happen, right? You've been doing this long enough, I'm sure to know that it wasn't always a seller. It wasn't always a seller's market, right? To where you might have a property sit for 90 days before it sold if you wanted to make every dime you could out of it, right? And you can go in and so you underprice it to try to get a lot of attention. So I want to underprice so bid it. it back up to maybe where you want it to be. Yeah, get it back where you want it to be or higher and move it quick, right? So for me, as a relatively new fix and flip, like I don't have a ton of capital just sitting around. And when we make capital, we put it right back into our next deal. So if I have, right, by the time I go buy a deal and I do $50,000 in renovation plus my earnest deposit plus my prepaid interest plus whatever else I've got, it's not crazy for me to have... $90,000 sitting in a deal that I could be using in working capital. Now that's not all profit, but yeah. if, if it's sitting in that deal, I don't get to go reuse it. Right. So for a property to sit for 90 days, for me, it's stupid. Like I don't, I don't want that to happen. My money's working super slow. Yeah. It's the opportunity cost of your cash. Exactly. Right. right? And you're always looking at your opportunity cost of your cash. And we talked about before to do one deal at a time, especially if you have a partner on the deal, it's really tough to make a ton of money. Right. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to do it, I've got to scale up. I've got to buy more deals at a time. If my money's sitting, I can't go buy more deals. Um, so we'll take whatever it costs to sell it. So uh, usually I'll, I'll take a deal and you know, everyone's cost is going to differ depending on it. Again, if you're licensed or if mm-hmm. you're going to use an agent, we'll take that number basically times 0.95% that it factors in our cost to sell as far as from a buy side and a sell side also includes, uh, commissions. Co- yeah. Commission side. And then also includes, uh, whatever it's going to cost to like buy and sell it from a, from a title standpoint. Right? Okay. So guys, let's, let's back into, I like that. So I use 9%. Okay. So I so he's talking. You're talking right now about your closing costs. So nine percent of ARV. What Brandon's doing is he's taking whatever I think I'm going to sell this for after it's fixed up. I'm going to right off right off the top. I'm going to take nine percent off the top or nine and a half percent off the top of that, and that's going to cover commissions, which is could be up to six percent. Right, a bulk of its commissions. Yeah. If you're selling with an agent that yeah. you you know maybe you don't have a long term relationship with, they're going to charge you three percent, and then. And then the three percent is going to go to the buy side agent. Maybe you can dwindle yeah. that down a little bit. Maybe pay two and a half to the buy side. We have uh, some strategy where we list it for a lot less and stuff. But but at any rate, factor in six percent. If you're new to this, factor in six percent, and then that gives another three three and a half percent to cover all of your other closing fees. Yeah, closing fees, and then don't forget about your Benzer items, right? If you go flip a house and it's a true lipstick flip, like you might not even dive to like what's going on in the roof or some like, oh, AC stuff. Like there's always a list. Exactly. So so when he says Benzer, really because if you're not from Arizona, we call it that here. He's talking about your end buyer is going to have a property inspection and they're going to ding you with a list. Yep. There's always a list. No matter how hard you try not to have a list, there's going to be a dozen things that they want done. So then now you're, now you're dropping another 1500 two grand into yeah. our last one was three grand we spent yeah. on, on uh, inspection repair. Stuff. So he builds that into the formula. So what I do though, is I take a percentage. So I okay. want, my goal is 15% profit okay. is my desired profit budget. Okay. So now that puts me at 30% right off the top. For I've even looked at renovation. Now, what's great about that, there's pros and cons. A lot of flippers say, you know what? I don't really care if I sell it for 400 or 450 or 350. I want to make 30 grand on the profit. So it's just a hard number for a profit. And the idea there is, well, it's about the same amount of work. So I don't really care what it sells for. You know, what's my, what's my end profit I want to make? I kind of tend, I look at it a little differently. I want to make 15%. So what that means is it means the higher in price point I go on the sale, the more profit I'm going to make. And I think it should be that way personally, 
because the higher up in price point, the more risk you take. Because you're you're borrowing more money, you're selling at a higher price, you actually deserve a bigger profit in my mind. I I would trust you on this. I've only been doing this a year, so I I think you're probably the guy to defer to on that. Yeah, so what that means now is it means if you start hitting like a 600 ARV, you're making a whatever, what's 15% of 600? 30,000. Well, more than that, right? 60 and 90. 90. 90, You're making 90 grand on a 600. Now, if you if you're selling that thing for 1.2, you're hitting now you're hitting 120 plus or whatever, right? So the more higher you go, the more profit I think you should make. And here's the other benefit to this, I think, and this might be something you really think about, Brandon, is the higher up in price point you go with ARV, the less competition you have from flippers. Completely. Most of my deals now are all six figure and higher profit margins. So I only need to do, on my high, high end, my, my three to $6 million homes, my goal is to do three to six of those a year. That's it. Yeah. But I'm hitting some pretty dang high margins on those yeah. deals. Know your numbers. That's, and know that, your numbers. If you don't know anything else, know your numbers. Like you could go, you could buy a house right now today. As long as the numbers are right, you could buy a house, not know anything on the construction side and go figure that out. Like I could go on Craigslist right now and find a guy to like do my tile. I could find a guy to do my countertops, right? And I could just kind of comb through people until I found the right price, maybe get a few bids on everything. I could do the deal from a construction standpoint off Craigslist, right? But I can't do the deal from a number standpoint off Craigslist. Like I've got to know that numbers before I start because you could get in, have a $25,000 renovation budget and and lose everything on a deal as opposed to if you buy at the right price, have a $100,000 renovation budget and make you know money hand over fist. So I, I think the numbers, you're right. Are yeah, it's all about the numbers. Part. So guys, that's the nature of this. There's no ceiling. That's what I love about fix and flip is... You know, generally speaking, now this isn't a blanket statement, but generally speaking, wholesaling, you're going to kind of stick to these margins. You know, you're going to be hitting the $15,000 on a typical deal. A lot of them are going to be five. Some of them are going to be 25. Maybe every now and then you get this deal of a lifetime and you make, you know, a hundred grand on a wholesale. Not very likely. doesn't happen very often. Fix and flip now though, you open up an entire world of profit margin that you just, that you just don't typically see with wholesaling. So it's pretty fun, pretty exciting. So, you know, Brandon, I'm excited to see your journey here. I know you've got, uh, what is it you said? You've got like nine or somewhere around there in the pipeline. Maybe not quite nine. Uh, but you've got... I think we're at six as of this week, but we're, I mean, we're looking for two more, right? Like I'm looking for two more wow. like today. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're so... trying to get there. The goal, the goal is to be at 10. Uh, we'll, we'll sit at 10 for a while, kind of figure that out. Maybe we'll try and bump up the margins like you're talking about a little uh-huh. bit uh, and, and see where we go. Um, My mentioned... advice to you would be, Brandon would be, don't compete with where 80 to 90% of the flippers are, and that's under 600 ARV. Yeah. If you can learn how to do, you're going to do little nicer rehabs, right? You're going to be spending more on your appliances and more on that, but that's not that hard to figure out. You can figure that out and then move into the higher ARVs. You're going to, you're going to find that you're going to be able to get those deals at better margins, less competition. Yep. So you're going to buy, or, buy them better and your spreads are going to be bigger because you can buy them cheaper. You don't have to do as many to make more money. money. That's, yep, fun stuff. Awesome, guys. So if that was helpful, let us know. Leave a comment and let us know that that was was really helpful to kind of think about transitioning from wholesaling into fix and flip. Uh, Leave a comment too and say, hey, Brandon, you are a flipping genius. Pretty exciting to see that you're uh, in a year. You're now into the fix and flip world. You've got, you know, six or so in the pipeline and just really growing the business. It's so fun to see. And, And I hope you guys take confidence in that, Started brand new, did some wholesaling, transitioned into fix and flip, and here he is a year into the business. It's just, it's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, not that smart of a guy. If I can figure it out. Yeah, he's not that smart of a guy. No. (laughs) No. 
But really, he uh, he's he's just an everyday guy, just like you and I. But he's willing to. I think Brandon, what I would say is, you're just you're willing to put yourself out there. You're willing to take some risk. You're willing to learn as you go. And that mentality is what's going to make you ultra successful in this business because you're going to just continue to progress. Yeah. To, to me, taking no risk is more risky than taking all the risk is like you're, you're nothing you venture, nothing game. Yeah. You're, you're, it's going to be the same thing as last year if you don't, if you don't step out and do it. Yeah, I agree. So awesome. Thanks guys. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. So this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping, and we'll see you on the next video.